So I know we released our update about what we were doing in our gardens new this year, but certain things have happened, and because of the coronavirus, we've changed our plan, and we're going to break it down for you. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. And this podcast is a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary, Backyard Gardens, a documentary about two families growing food for the first time in a world that lacks nutrition. The coronavirus is killing me, Batavia. <laughs> It's not literally because I don't have it. Yeah. But yeah. It's a uh, it's changed my plan mm-hmm. that I had so well orchestrated. How about you? Well, it's changed the first four versions of the plan. My four versions of working plans. I hadn't finalized things. <laughs> so it's kind of like so I went back to try to edit all four versions. Um, it's it's been a challenge, but there is some comfort in feeling like this is one more area I can prepare. in. so, yeah. 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 I agree with you. So, yeah, I mean, if you haven't listened to the podcast that we released, I believe it's two weeks ago now, um, go back and listen to it first mm-hmm. if you want to compare what we're changing because we both had this plan in place that we were going to do. And now that the coronavirus is here for, I, I would assume, I don't even know, multiple reasons, um, we've changed our plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, where, where do you sit with it? Like, well, why would you change your plan, Batavia? Well, for me, um, I've started to realize while again, so if we go back even a few more steps, so we talked about what we were doing new in our gardens. We also talked on a specific episode about, you know, how the virus and, you know, the fear of the virus and such has kind of changed the way we're looking at things. So this is like a follow-up to that even. Um, And we talked about back then that we thought we would continue to have access to food, right? Like that's, we we won't go without. And I still believe that to be true, Um, you know, so as we kind of sit here around, you know, the beginning of May, but it's kind of almost like shop at your own risk, you know? So for me, one of the changes that, you know, kind of that's led to for my garden is I'm not only thinking about like fresh gardening, you know, fresh veggies. I talked about wanting to can more, but it really was just that, that next level of gardening, not necessarily to say, oh, I'll have all of this food in December to eat that I've canned or in January. So the real change for me is I am actually reworking what I'm growing and how much of certain things that I'm growing for the sole purpose of I'm going to be canning this. I'm going to be preserving this, you know, whether it's freezing or canning or or what have you, um, because I want to be in a place where if I don't absolutely need to go for like some real essentials to the grocery store that I won't. Um, Right. And you can see like in the news, grocery stores, owners and store employees, I mean, they're struggling to keep their employees safe, which obviously translates into struggling to keep, um, you know, shoppers safe. So, so yeah, that's pretty huge. A good example is, um, and I think you had asked recently about what you would grow if you only had one 
uh, one crop to grow not necessarily related but just a question you put on on instagram and i said no 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 what was it that get the question wrong no yeah oh you 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 gotta paint the picture but you gotta paint the picture yeah paint the picture i'll take a sip of coffee while you do yeah, go ahead. So it was a picture of a farm mm, mm-hmm. that had just been seeded. And the question was, if you could only grow one crop, what would it be? And I was very, very surprised by your answer. Mm-hmm. Now, two, Which, two things. That's such the filmmaker in you. Because the picture you painted, <laughs> like what you just added that there was a picture of and maybe I remember seeing the picture. Maybe I don't, you know, I'm all about the text. I'm all about, you know, um, so my, you don't read, you don't look at my images. This is going to get personal. I try to avoid, no, no, actually you do put up some great images, but I was more curious. I'm going to tap dance all around this. I was more curious about the question in itself. Right. Um, so the answer that I gave was beans, right? Yeah. And, Which was shocking. Mm, oh, okay. So I clarified in that response when you said you were shocked. Um, I did not mean um, kind of string beans. I meant, you mm. know, my favorite bean of all the time is pinto beans. My favorite pea is black eyed peas, right? So I was trying to cheat and kind of combine all of that, like that whole bean family, pea family. Wait, hold on. So I asked you the other day mm-hmm. if you were from the South at all. No. I mean, remember? my roots are, I, I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Um, but, but wait, I was, remember I asked you that? Uh, I do remember. Black Eyed Peas is huge down here. Well, listen. <laughs> you got it in you. This is what I was raised by my mom and my grandparents. And my grandparents were both born in one or another part of Mississippi. So when oh, I talk okay. about, like I was... I can remember one of the first times I'd ever had a, something from a fast food restaurant and it was a big deal. And I was like probably in the third or fourth grade or something like you go to a school trip and they, you know, bring money for McDonald's. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there were a lot of home cooked meals and a lot of home cooked meals that were leftovers. So, yeah, I come from a place, a long line of bean and pea. You sure eating. do. <laughs> you talking about black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's the holy grail. Fold in the okra. Uh, my grandfather, God rest his soul, would never eat any kind of bean or pea unless it had okra in it, kind of stewed okra. So no matter what it was, yeah. if I had ever made black beans for him, which I never did, um, I'm sure he would have wanted okra in those too. Um, so yeah. Um, so my answer for your question that she painted the most vivid picture anyone could imagine, <laughs> Scorsese style, yeah, I appreciate it, uh, was beans however when it comes to changing uh, my garden and in response to kind of COVID-19 it would be string beans and the distinction is for me if I had you know any crop to be able to grow I'm imagining a big space to grow a bunch of different things you know that you know as many beans as I want for your IG question but in this instance knowing my space I don't have enough space to grow the uh, amount of beans, your pinto beans, if you will, to create a, a good enough yield. But I have yeah. enough space to grow things like uh, pole beans, right? You know, so I, um, to be quite honest, I could never eat a string bean. Like I could live my life and never eat them. I enjoy them, but it's not one of my favorites. I grew up on them again, not one of my favorites. Um, but this is where I'm going to get, I'm going to show you my fickle side as a gardener. 
<laughs> they're so cool when they they grow up on this little trellis I have, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, that was really probably going to be the kind of beans I planted. I do have some royal purple bean seeds, which um, it's I hate just those. oh, of course you do. I know why you do because a bean should be purple in your mind, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so they're yeah. just a cool like addition to the garden so I grew them last year super cool I was going to grow them this year because I still had beans left but all of that said transition now to you know um, looking at 2020 and kind of thinking back to access and you know what can I eat what can I share with my family that you know I feel like it's safe it's nutritious but also it doesn't require them to go out like you can you can make a meal out of beans let's just be real here um, so I'm going to do more bush beans so it doesn't take up as much space um, so I'm going to end up freezing and preserving a, a bit more of those right because I just don't know what winter is going to bring to be quite frank it's a long yeah, answer. I mean, yeah. That was a long answer. I will give you that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but you got a lot of things tied into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I think beans, I mean, if you could, well, first of all, when you say beans, you got to clarify because I immediately thought you were talking about green beans. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you know, I was, I thought you were going to say flour. I mean, hands down, I thought you were going to say some kind of flour. Oh, so it was crop. interesting yeah. that you, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that was you're in that kind of space. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I changed mine because and we're starting to see it like I'm sitting here recording a podcast. I'm doing the cardinal sin. I'm drinking a soda. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, it's my last soda and they don't have any more in the stores. Oh. So this I'm like, you know what? I opened it and didn't finish. I'm like, I'm going to finish it and I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of where we're at now because you see people like in Idaho, just thousands of pounds of potatoes being dumped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, um, there is that farmer that I sent you the link for um, talking about his squash and zucchini mm-hmm. that he just plowed right back into his, into his farm. Yeah. Because people aren't getting it. And, you know, if you're a meat eater, you've got Tyson chicken and Smithfield pork. They're shutting their plants down because of this. And it's just it's a big trickle effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying that there's not going to be any food, but I'm saying that if there was ever a time to be self-reliant, it is right now mm-hmm. in our lifetimes. Well said. Now is the time. And I mean, what is the one thing you can do? I mean, you can grow a garden. And I mean, we've talked about, you know, victory gardens. I've done videos about them. We did podcasts about them and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, like it's just so important right now. And I had already decided to do the square foot garden. And if you listen to that episode, I believe I said, well, I'm on the fence about doing two beds. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm doing two beds now. And the reason why is because I can pack more food in because I'm a small space gardener. And I, I want to get more. So, and I mean, in all reality, like as you look through it, and I did a video about my thoughts about square foot gardening so far. If you guys want to check it out and you'll see. But it was just being able to get more in a smaller area is very important. So I ended up going, and if you listen to the podcast, I was like, I'm going to do everything by seed. Mm-hmm. You know, well... It was like two days after we recorded that because we record these podcast like the garden updates are recorded right before we put them out. But all the other ones, we, mm-hmm. we record them in advance. And 
it was like right after that. And I was like, I got to get some food. Like they were going to shut everything down. Everything was going crazy. So I went out and I just bought every kind of winter vegetable that or like early spring vegetable seedling I can get. Cause I hadn't started, I hadn't planned on starting them, Yeah. but I wanted to be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in front of it. And so that's why I did this because I could have still started lettuce, but I wouldn't be harvesting it like I am now. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that was a big driver for me. So, um, but you know, I don't, like I said, I don't see there not being any food, but I definitely see limited access. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Limited so. access by, you know, just generally, I still believe at some point you're going to see store closings or things like limited store hours. Right. Um, but it, back to my earlier point, you as you know an everyday person have to make the decision do you want to go out and go to the store followed by you know do you need to you know what i'm gonna call somebody in to come look for this bug in my house something flying around because you? no oh, oh, you, you listening get, yeah, to me yeah yeah well you know. yeah did you get the seeds you get, wait did you get the seed order the package that you sent yeah. me no, okay. I didn't. I was actually going to ask you. Yeah, I think that, well, there's a bug in there. I probably shouldn't have told you I that. Know that there has to be because that's <laughs> I, that's the big thing, too. It's huge is you don't have to go to the store. Mm-hmm. And even if you did have to go to the store, you don't have to go to the produce section mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. So you're cutting down your time in the store. Mm-hmm. And that's so important right now because I got news for everybody. If you think this is going to go away in a week, Mm-mm. it's not. Mm-mm. This is going to be a long lasting thing. And so as you plant your gardens and move forward and, you know, just remember that you're keeping yourself out of harm's way, mm-hmm. but you're also leaving stuff in the grocery store for people who really need it. Yeah. yeah you know, we'll the elderly yeah. who can't grow and stuff like that. And that's so important. You have to think about other people. Or even just recognize your one less body, right? That yes. is in the store that comes in contact with other people that need to shop, that comes in contact. So not just necessarily, I don't want to go there for my own safety. I don't want to go there as often as I probably would. And let's just be clear, at this point, as of this recording, the only thing that I'm harvesting out of my garden is the spinach that I overwintered, which I'm just, you know, talk about dumb luck, right? Um, And I actually lost the window for the arugula, uh, so I harvested some of it, which stay tuned for more on that. Um, But I'm letting that go to sea, and then I have some kale that I overwinter. So I'm not eating every day out of my garden, um, but I'm taking steps to, you know, uh, supplement as I normally have. Supplement out Keyword. of my garden, right? Supplement. Mm-hmm. Keyword. Taking steps or supplement. supplement. Yeah. So I'm taking those steps. But if we fast forward, do you want me to do the sound effect? I'll do it. Hell yeah. Well, is that the rewind or is that the fast? Are they the same? That's, I think that's rewind. Rewind. I don't know what. I'll, let me. I'll look up fast yeah, forward later. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go to August in in uh, September, there is. If I needed to, I will have enough food for at least my household to be able to eat meals, along with whatever else that I have when it comes to you know already canned food in the house, um, you know cans that I've purchased or whatever. Um, so you know again, we just never know where this is going to take us. Um, I think earlier on, I was very much, you know, trying to stock up, buying things. Um, I was still buying a lot of the things that I wanted, though, like just, oh, it'd be nice to have this. It wasn't a you know, requirement. And then I started to think, I'm, I can't remember. It's been about almost three weeks since I've been to the grocery store, probably like two to three Fridays ago I was there. Um, and 
I sit now and say, sure, I actually don't have any. I only have like one or two more fresh tomatoes, right? I'm not going to have any in my garden for months. Um, But I'm balancing this whole idea of, do I want to take a trip to the store just to get some tomatoes? Or do I get comfortable with not having that particular thing, right? Well, you don't know how I eat, do you? You know I'm a vegetarian, Mm -hmm. but you don't know our theory behind buying produce, do you? No, I don't. Well, I think I may a tinge, but go ahead. Let's enlighten us. Yeah. So I, um, in our family, we do not buy produce that comes from outside of the continent of North America. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I 100% do not eat tomatoes out of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. And the reason why, and I'm sure people, this is like cringe right now for some people, but if you go back Back in history, people ate what was available to them at the time. Okay. So in the wintertime, you know, in the fall, you ate apples and oranges if you were down in Florida or something, you know, but you you think about what's in your area Mm -hmm. and what grows. And because we've been doing that, I mean, we've been doing that for years now. It makes it a lot easier because, you know, and I mean, I'm be straight up with you, like, I am sick and tired of eating an apple. (laughs) Like I hate apples by this time of year, Mm -hmm. you know, but it helps you like get into that mind space in your garden where like not everything is always available. Like you're not always going to be able to get that tomato or that okra or, you know, insert whatever vegetable you want. Mm -hmm. So there's phases throughout the year and, you know, during this time it's, you know, for me, it's important to just, it's, it's comforting to know that we've done that. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of puts us into that for the rest of the, you know, through all this, because, you know, if let's say for right now, I don't even know, like you, you're a pineapple freak. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just love pineapples, but that nobody's buying the pineapples or they can't get them here. Then you can't get pineapples. Like you're going to be distraught. That's yeah. like the end of the world. But if you step back and think about it, you're like, you know what? There's only certain things that are coming from our area right now that's what we need to focus Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah i mean i think that from what i've seen either in my direct area or on the news or you know what i've read the adjustments that people are making it's happening pretty quickly so we've gone from (laughs) last bit of that soda no not no not yet okay so we've gone (laughs) from um you know Oh, there's some, you know, folks that are wearing masks and are they really like, is it that serious? Right. We've gone from that to, you know, some areas, whether probably by the time this airs, some states have said, okay, if you're in a space where you can't maintain and speaking specifically in the U.S., if you can't maintain six feet distance, you are required to wear a mask. We won't get into the idea of how do you enforce that. But um, so we've gone from one extreme to another. We've gone from don't hoard anything, you know, um, and the grocery stores will be available to you to, um, while hoarding still isn't recommended, to standing in line outside of grocery stores because they're practicing social distancing and only letting so many people in, right? So, and, and it, it appears, while well, I know no one's happy to stand in line for however long, out, even outside of the store before they get in, people are adjusted. So I think the idea of, while people won't be happy that they won't be able to get that pineapple, people will adjust. So the question becomes, do you start prepping for that adjustment now or you kind of wait until, that day comes where there's no more pineapples like that's kind of the question i think each each individual person has to ask themselves 
Um, right. And to be clear, we're not just focusing on pineapples. No, it was just a no. stupid example yeah, yeah, I gave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no. And you know what, though? You know what's, you know, they say don't hoard, don't hoard. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I can hoard the shit out of it because I grow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can hoard it all. Yeah, I can give yeah, it away. I can do yeah. whatever I want. Yeah. But um, I, we kind of got off topic. But back to the changes. Um, another thing that I changed is I'm going to start practicing um, saving seeds. So, you know, letting a f- where I would normally rip out my lettuce, I'm going to let a plant go to seed and save the seed. <laughs> so, you know, and it's like, I'm, this is my first year growing carrots. And I was like, well, okay, how do I get carrot seeds? Because as you well know, seeds are not an essential business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or essential product right now, which is a travesty on the world that it's not considered that. And that says a lot about the times we live in. But I realized that like carrots are biennial. So you'll get the carrot the first year, but the second you have to leave it in the ground for a second year in order to get the seeds off of it. So that's what I plan to do. You know, I don't need to leave a lot in the ground, but just a couple seeds. So there's a lot of that going on. And that's something I'm really trying to focus on is like saving seeds because I've done it a couple times, but not because I never really needed to, you mm-hmm, know, it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I um, I was just going back to look at my notes there. And yeah, that's that's my second one. Same thing. Like, And it's worth yeah. saying a second time. So for me, and if you kind of look at all of the things you can do from one very beginning of gardening to the, the full spectrum, it is a lot. And one of the things we've said on this podcast is we end up doing you know, kind of you start off probably with transplants as you purchase at some store. Right. That's something you, you normally start off with as a new gardener. And then over the years, right. you know, you, you can move on down the, the list of kind of, oh, I'm going to actually plant seeds, direct sow seeds outdoors. Right. Oh, I'm going to actually start seeds indoors or anywhere in between. Oh, I'm going to start growing a fourth or fifth or sixth vegetable. Like so you expand what you do in a garden, you know, every year, every couple of years. Um, and I had not got to saving seeds yet. I accidentally saved cayenne pepper seeds last year. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I but hadn't got to that. Well, yeah, that accidentally. That's how it starts. Yeah. But I think yeah. the idea of, um, it can be overwhelming if you try to do all of the things like in year one or year two. So there's a natural progression each gardener follows and each gardener's, that progression is different and that's fine. Um, and I was probably go- not going to be at the full on seed saving stage because I have so many seeds here. Um, but as you mentioned, as I start to look at this, if there's no indicator, um, the clearest indicator is the number of emails that we've gotten from seed companies that we're either on Gosh. a mailing list for or that we've ordered for them before. I mean, it's almost at the point where it's spam now, where they are yeah. um, every week telling us everything from we appreciate it. There's a lot of orders coming in. We're getting to all of the orders to most recently, I think a couple of weeks back, the messaging was we're actually going to start focusing on um, our commercial, you know, sellers, yep. you know, or buyers. Well, hold on. H- hold on one mm-hmm. second. You're you're focusing on your commercial buyers, but they're throwing all their seed and they're throwing all of their food out. So 
I get it. This isn't the hat I want to put on, from. but I'm going to put it on. Because my my put guess is, yeah, my guess is that they these commercial um, growers are now prepping for, in addition to them selling their seeds, you know, right. uh, they are also prepping for this next harvest. So what a lot of these farmers are doing, these girls are doing that are destroying products, they're they're going to need to replant. Right. Because it's not like you plant something and then tomorrow you get the, you know, the produce. Right. They're going to need to replant. And so they're probably prepping for that and also anticipating that they'll need to grow more. That's my guess. Um, So. But yeah, you see the kind of the small gardener ends up being impacted from that. So they're basically saying not all, but some companies are saying we'll get to you after we get to them. Um, And technically, we don't know how much further they push us out. So that said. While I have a bunch of seeds for more than enough seeds for this season, I don't know what my access again, access will be to order these seeds next season. How many more people besides the folks that are ordering in spring of 2020, how many more people are going to be trying to order seeds as we go through these next months? Yeah, now you talk about the wait list for some of these things. So all of that said, it's been fast forwarded as far as I probably was going to do more seed saving in 2021. But let me tell you, unless I need the space to drop a new crop in, I'm absolutely going to be saving something from each of the things I grow. Right. Well, okay. So I got an announcement or first of all, if you need seeds right now, San Diego seed company just got a big shipment in and they, from what I understand, um, what, uh, Bridget said is they are fully stocked right now. So check them out and get your seeds. They're a great company, Mm -hmm. but, Otherwise, what um, a good place to start with all of that Mm -hmm. is, okay, you want to save seeds, right? That's your goal. But it's a lot. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, I don't know. You know, so go out, buy enough seeds for your garden for next year Mm -hmm. and practice on saving seeds this year. Yeah. I guarantee you, you're going to get some seed for this year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then plant it next year and just and start working that way. Mm You know what I mean? Because if you buy like a pack of lettuce seeds, like you don't use all the lettuce seeds. You fold that billy goat up and you put it back in the container Mm -hmm. and you hold it for the next year, Mm -hmm. you know, so start that way. But that's what I did is I went and bought a whole lot of seeds and nothing crazy. I didn't like go hoarding status, Mm -hmm. but I definitely got like a garden's worth for the next year. And I'm just going to grow and I'm going to try and save some seed and then move forward. Yeah. And if and if I don't save enough seed or I'm not successful, at least I can still grow it next year and the off chance. And I want to clear, I want to be sure people understand the off chance that Mm -hmm, we can't mm -hmm. get it, but things are weird and we don't really know what's going on. So, I mean, and just even historically, you have very popular things even before this pandemic that would just be out of stock. You got to strike when the iron's hot, right? You know, Um, but also one more version of that, right? So you don't have to buy seeds, Online, You don't have to buy seeds from stores. There's some things like you were just talking about with your neighbor um, a couple episodes back where she is like what she consumes, what she eats. She's taking the seed out of that. And that, that may not even be what she got. It. She may not have gotten it from her garden. If you have a bell pepper that you purchased from a store, right? You know, if push comes to shove. She got none of them. None of them she grew the none of them. Yeah. She got them all from the store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that... Um, a lady from my extension service told me that like potatoes for that you buy at the store, mm-hmm. they will, what did you call it? Spud? 
Mm-hmm. The, the, they, they will chit. <laughs> you're, I can't believe you're bringing me back chit. to this. Chit. C-H-I-T. They'll, they'll, they'll chit. <laughs> um, but even though... <laughs> <laughs> so there is Even a no, wait, this, wait housekeeping guide of side note there is another episode where we talk about uh, the last garden uh, update i think it is where we have so much fun with that word as you can imagine why um so if you really want after you get done listening to this because this is real talk we're not trying to do doomsday here this is just really what's going on in our world and how we make we're making shifts if you want to listen to one that's kind of high energy and like a little bit of silliness although still very informative <laughs> Go back to our last garden update that was published on, I think it was like yeah. April the 24th or something like that. So, so yeah. Yeah. Chitting was, was um, an all-star. <laughs> yeah. Chitting was an all-star. But if, even if they do chit, they are subs- more susceptible to disease mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Mm-hmm. I can so, imagine. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But that being said, if you grow up potatoes this year, save a potato. Mm-hmm save a potato yeah. you know what i mean like it's not hard you yeah. just save a potato yeah put it in a dark so, space um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i just want to be clear like we're just talking like we just want to be safe mm-hmm. and i mean hell i'm gonna be honest like i want to keep up gardening just because i like to garden yeah that's really yeah i mean that's the big part of it too you know well you know what let me ask you a question because i think maybe it's on me so oh I'll, gosh yeah here right? we go here we go um so <laughs> removing the idea of like the food element, have you found yourself doing more garden things in the last five to six weeks? Do you feel like you're, since yeah, since, you know, the, the pandemic started and really kind of hit a square in the, the middle of the eyes, do you feel like you've spent more time kind of in the garden world, if you will? No. Yeah, you have. So I'm going to feed you the answer yeah, now. How are you going yeah. to tell me I have? Well, let how me, you let, tell I'll me? answer the question, right? So okay. I feel like um, as an escape, I've spent more time planning, doing garden things because there is outside of what we're talking about now, like we're changing our garden plans. And obviously this pandemic is on our mind when we're doing it, but it's, it's a different kind of happy place for me now. Right. You know, right. so, um, and also realizing that you for the most part, I can do all things gardening from, you know, in between my four walls or just outside of my house. Um, so I, well, that's the thing is it's a, even though you're in shutdown mode and you're not supposed to go out, Mm -hmm. you can still go out and garden and there's plenty of tasks to do that aren't Mm going to cost you anything. There's always a weed to pull. Mm -hmm. There's always something, you know? Yeah. It can still be a low cost activity. And again, it's not to say, you know, Clearly, Ben hasn't been doing it anymore, as he said. But well, <laughs> did yeah, I not for set me, up the question garden- in a way? Yeah. No, gardening for me is, is in phases mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every year. Um, it comes on strong in the spring, and then everything's planted, mm-hmm. and then I ride it out until stuff starts to grow, and then it, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I spent probably the first two weeks of it, I was in my garden heavy, but at the same time, I would have been in my garden heavy anyways. Now, if this was January, we'd be having a totally different conversation, Mm -hmm. but it it happened to fall at the exact time that things would really get going in my garden anyways. But um, no, and I actually, it kind of slowed me down a bit because I didn't, you know, 
my business is shut down at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm considered an essential business, but all my clients are not essential. Uh, okay. So what good is being an essential business <laughs> if you don't have any essential clients? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, that being said, it did, it did slow me down because the money stopped flowing in. And that's why, like, I mean, I hated to do it, but I had to cut like my garden makeover video series short by like, I think I had like five more episodes to go, mm-hmm. but I just, I just cut it short for the first season. Cause I was like, you know, there's no point in dragging it on. And I mean, it also was good too, though, because it helped me realize that like, you know what, you need to learn to work with what you got Yeah, yeah. and you need to be able to kind of be flexible within it. Yeah. At least that's what I think. I, I, I agree. Um, and, um, I didn't need you to, to, think about and be in the garden space more but I still believe you are <laughs> as much as we talk about gardening I think you know outside of this podcast I think you are um, well and actually I will take that back I have been because I've been getting a lot of questions mm-hmm, about people who mm-hmm. want to start gardening yeah. so yes I have been in the gardening world more I have to I have to take a step back because you know my gardening world usually stops when the sun goes down yeah oh, okay and now it's kind of continued to go on mm-hmm. so yeah I mean, there is that aspect of it, too. And I'm more than happy to help people because I think it's so important right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm going to go up and I'm going to talk about the n- next thing that I changed. And Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold we in. need to take a break for our sponsor. Oh, great, great. This episode is brought to you by Neptune's Harvest Organic Fertilizer. Now, this is a fertilizer that I have used in my garden for many years. I like to use a fish seaweed blend, the one with the blue label. In the wintertime, I like to dilute it and add it to my seedlings, and it has the right amount of nitrogen in it to give those leaves that extra push they need so they can grow and collect more light for stronger seedlings. Once I put them in the garden, I do a full strength feeding, and they grow faster, and especially my spring crops, they have larger leaves to harvest. This year, I want to specifically try the tomato veg formula, the one with the red label. I'm looking to get higher yields, and I also want to feed the microbes in my soil to help rebuild it throughout the year. Best of all, it's organic. All throughout history, people have been burying fish heads in their gardens. But thanks to Neptune's Harvest, we don't have to do that anymore. So check them out at NeptunesHarvest.com. And you can buy it at NeptunesHarvest.com, your local garden center, and even on Amazon. So check them out and get growing. Okay, carry on, Batavia. All right. And thank you to our sponsors. Um, So the next item is... Well, let me just do a housekeeping item. Ben, again, doesn't listen to the episodes after we record them. I do because I just, I have fun listening to us, right? (laughs) So now I'm wondering how great of an idea it is because I've listened to a couple episodes this week and I'm trying to figure out, have I talked about this already? No, I I would have said I was saving it for this episode. So, okay. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go with it. If you've heard this and if you're like, if you are like vegging out on our episodes and you feel like I just talked about it, my bad. Um, but potatoes, right? So in particular, the different things that I've done with those, I always had plans on growing them this year, but I wasn't going to grow sweet potatoes. I just did. I felt like that was like one more layer. I was just going to grow white potatoes. It was one more layer of something that was new to me that was potentially complex that, you know, I just didn't want to kind of put in my garden space, right? That's um, potato racism. Well, you know what? Listen, 
I'm, all in this instance, all potatoes are not equal, right? Um, they are not. They are not. They are not. So I had ordered going back December 30th, January 1st, something like that. I had ordered online the seed potatoes from one of the companies we've been talking about that's been sending emails saying, you know, better luck next year. Um, I had ordered two types of seed potatoes, a red potato and a Yukon Go, pretty traditional, right? Um and that was going to be it that, you know, for my small space, I mean, I'm an urban gardener. So for my small space, there's only so much I'm going to be growing. Um, and they were supposed to be shipped on 415. But obviously these things, I mean, when it comes to this pandemic around 315 ish, so middle March is where things started to get heavy for us. Right. And so I was concerned about whether or not they'd actually ship. We'd already started getting notices saying things were going to be delayed um, from different seed companies. So one of the things I did was, you know, when I was really going out early in the morning and trying to get some of the things I knew I needed for my garden, right? So I was buying a lot of things like in the beginning of March and mid-March that I knew I would normally purchase in May, in June, because I was concerned about whether or not I could get out to purchase them then. Um, so anywho, so that's kind of a side item as far as something different I've done. Um, but I was worried that I wouldn't get any potatoes. And it's not that big of a deal. It's my first year growing regular white potatoes. It's not that big of a deal if I didn't grow them. But you layer on this pandemic. And again, that's a really good source of food, right? It's um, great. It's the best. Yeah. Which is probably the thing I should have said instead of beans. Oh, can I re-answer? Can I edit my IG answer to your question? You can, but that was a um, every off year. Mm-hmm. That field is a sweet potato field. So this year it's soybean. Next year it'll be sweet potato. There oh, we go. All right. So moving back to the potatoes. <laughs> 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 One of my trips out, I saw um, at a big box store, Menards in particular, um, I think they're probably in more than the Midwest in the States. But anyway, they had kind of their seed potatoes on the on the racks. And I said, you know, at this point, I have some coming, I think. Um, but I went ahead and I bought a bag of russet potatoes. Um, and my mindset was, if push comes to shove, I'll have these to plant. You know, if I get the other orders, other two orders and two types of potatoes, great. I'll plant them as well. But if I don't, then I'll have the russets, which is, um, I think they're the long season type. So, you know, I would get them much later in the season. Um, and they're super duper hardy russet potatoes are. Um, so when I say hardy, I mean like long lasting. Um, so I did that. And I also took that step out and said, I had remember seeing sweet potatoes in the um, in another big box store and decided not to buy them. I'd saw them earlier in the year, much earlier in the year, um, and decided not to buy them because I was going to order them from some reputable company online, yada, yada, yada. But for those places, they, a lot of those places weren't even before this pandemic going to ship until sometime around June, which I don't know if that even makes sense anymore. But um, Well, you, do you know why they do that? Wait until June? They're, si- they're shipping the actual slips at that point, I imagine, not the actual potatoes. Yeah, they're, sh- they're shipping you the slips, mm-hmm. but that's the time when you, you should plant, plant in your it, area. Yeah. So, but when I say I don't know why they would do that, because if it was a regular potato, I wouldn't have time to create the slips and so on and so forth right right so um but then here i am sometime in now march thinking i don't know what that company is going to do in june i don't know how many orders they've already taken for the slips so i you know kind of risked it all went back to home depot in particular bought a couple of boxes of kind of like each box had two potatoes in it 
and brought those home. So not only did I, um, if I had planned on planting sweet potatoes, I would have bought them from a different place online. I had been teetering around not planting them at all. So in response to COVID-19, I thought, you know what, here's one more source. Again, sweet potatoes are a really great source as well when it comes to them being long lasting after they've been harvested and so on. Um, so I brought those home too. Um, so I have, uh, in part increased, what's that like? two more types of tomatoes. So the russet and the sweet potatoes were not a part of this plan this season. And here I am. I did actually get, well, wait, just one quick note. I did actually get the shipment of the other two potatoes. So they did come through. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So you got extras. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? So them. <laughs> um, sweet potatoes are nutritionally better to grow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to them. In general, but, um, yeah. Yeah, well, Yeah. And I'm not really going to get into nutrition and stuff like that on this episode in particular. We can do that another day if you want. But um, if they want, I should say. Um, but there's, you know, potatoes. So that kind of brings me to another thing. Actually, I got two things I want to talk about. One, I'll feed into that and I'll say it caused me to grow more things that will last through the winter that will not need to be preserved in any way. Mm-hmm. Meaning potatoes butternut squash and um like pumpkins and stuff like that you're just gonna stop it it. you're gonna stop looking over my shoulder onto my answer sheet you're gonna stop it hey you know what that's how i got through college i cheated (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking but um you know those are because they just need to sit in a cabinet Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so there will be a period towards the end of next winter well, yes, they will not be good to sure. eat, mm-hmm. but you're going to get through them. You're going to have that solid food source. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's crazy because we're sitting here talking about this. and I, th- I feel like we're like, it's the end of the world and we're not going to be able to make it. It's 2020. No. The pandemic came and there's no food. And that's, it's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like it. And it, it it's just it's easier to, to be that way, mm-hmm, you know, to, mm-hmm. to grow that way. And just to get into that mind space, because after all, that's what a gardener is. You're a self-sustaining person. Yeah. You know, even if you have one plant, even if all you have is a basil mm-hmm. plant, you are a self-sustaining person that does not have to go out and get that basil to make your pesto that you were going to make. The whole reason why you grew it. I was making so you're, a, you're self-sustaining. I was making a sandwich um, earlier this week and I walked out and instead of lettuce, which I had, but, you know, I was going to save that for future salads instead of lettuce, store-bought lettuce is what I had, and which is totally fine because I eat it all year long or at least, you know, all winter. Um, I went out and got some spinach because those leaves are like getting big. I just, I can't even... So side note, I tried spinach twice last year to grow it and failed two times. So that's the reason why it has a special place in my heart this spring. Um, And I added that spinach to my salad again, supplementing what I already had. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're again, we're still in the thick of this, but... Would I have gone out to the store to get lettuce or spinach or something? No, but there's some satisfaction that you're also able to gain by saying, I can literally walk out of my door to grab something that I'm going to add to a meal. Um, and that's right. it ties back to what I was asking you about, kind of, do you feel like you've done 
are you doing it and, 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 and talking about gardening more? Because there is some, you need something that's calming and it may not only be gardening, but in this time you really need something to be able to take your mind off of whatever your troubles are, you know, whether it's, you know, specifically the virus, whether it's, you know, getting sick, whether it's, you know, your income that may have been impacted by all of this, whether it's any number of things, um, I feel like having this hobby, which I'll still call it, has been really important for me. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I think I'm past the point of wanting of being apologetic for the approach that I'm taking for gardening. Let's quote this because I want you to remind me that I said it when I kind of backslide. I'm past the point of being apologetic for kind of my way of gardening, and then this shift and really making gardening a prominent piece of the way that I'm coping, if you will. Um, so, so again, like, I don't think like, you know, we're, this is not going to be Terminator five or something like, you know, Arnold no, isn't no. going to come back, you know, it's not that I'm, I feel good about it not being that. Um, but I'm taking comfort in knowing that I'm taking steps now. And I think I've said this before that will, you know, hopefully pay in bounds of harvest in the months to come. So, yeah, I mean, and that's that's important to you know. First of all, you've never been apologetic. Mm. And <laughs> in my mind, I am. You're a legend in your own mind, there Batavia. Was like, I swear. There, that was a drop mic moment. Like I, I will not apologize for my passion. Yeah. and you're like. Listen, you <laughs> nicely done. I may have gagged a little bit when you said that because I was like, no, no. You know, and other people are like, I've listened to her on previous episodes and she's not that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. Uh, yeah, that's what we're yeah, here for. Yeah. But um, I have noticed something and Batavia is aware of this. Um, I see a Facebook post and they're selling seedlings mm. for... I think it was like 25 cents a seedling, five for a dollar maybe. Okay. Seems great. Tomatoes, zucchini, beans, watermelons. Um, you know, the list goes on. These seeds have been started. They don't even have their true leaves yet. They just got started. Like maybe they've been in, their, in the dirt for a week. And... It disgusts me that people are doing mm -hmm. that because, first of all, you know, a lot of those uh, vegetables are not good candidates for transplanting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like your zucchinis and your beans and all that stuff. They just, they grow too fast. Batavia's experiencing that right mm -hmm. now with zucchini, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Where the roots are just filling up and it's like, you know, it's just, it's crazy how fast they grow. But the problem is, is you have people right now and they're like, okay, times are tough. I'm stuck at home. I want to grow a garden. Mm -hmm. So they hit this person up. Hey, let me get a couple seedlings. These seedlings aren't even ready to get into the ground. They're not viable. You know, they're not viable at this point. They are fragile mm -hmm. infants mm -hmm. and they're going to, people are going to take them out and they're going to stick them in the ground. And I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. Cause you know, I hope they're listening right now. So they, and they know who I'm talking about. I'm sure they're not, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's deplorable that somebody would do that because, you know, when I'm done with my seedlings and I've done planting my garden, if I have extras, dude, they are free yeah, game. Come yeah. and get them. They're yeah. big. They're healthy. You know, or even if they're not totally, they look kind of scraggly. I mean, you can make the decision, but I'll help you is what I can. Mm -hmm. But to sell them 
sell people something and most people who haven't they either have very limited experience or no experience in the garden it sets them up for failure Mm -hmm. they'll get that tomato plant that doesn't even have its true leaves yet and they won't even be able they might even kill it when they get it out because there's just no roots to support it there i mean the reality so this is the way i looked at it if you look at that as a buyer and believe this is something worth buying then there's a deficit there right and shame on the person that's selling it because they know that they're basically going to sell it to someone that's not that familiar with this. And so that also leads me to believe that that person that's the buyer doesn't have yet the skill set to care for this. I mean, I even struggle with you you calling it a seedling. Like it's so, it's such at the early stage where it's almost not even that. Um, It's germinated. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I, um, I'm glad you brought that up because we had talked about that and this isn't a time. Well, you know what? There's always going to be someone that finds a way to take advantage of a situation, right? And that's all this is. You know, if this would have happened in like January or February when I would normally start my seedlings, Mm -hmm. I more than likely would have started a whole batch of tomato seedlings. And when it was time to say, hey, come and get them. Like, I'm not even going to plant these. I'm just going to take care of them and get them big. But this person, like last minute thought they had a pack of seeds, they put them in and it was just pitiful. And it's taking advantage of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, come on, man, 25 cents, really? Like, it's not even worth it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're in the the cells. So then you got to give them the cells. I mean, it's like, just give them the damn seedlings, you know, and it's it's unfortunate. And it, it breaks my heart because these people just they're going to struggle so hard with something that could in theory be so easy. Yeah. Yeah. But they're just, they're not, they're, they're, they're doomed from the start before Mm -hmm. they even hit the road. They're doomed. Yeah. And, um, I'm sad to say that they, they did finally start to sell and I wanted to say something, but I just, you know, I didn't feel right doing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's one small piece that, you know, perhaps the seller doesn't know, but I'm inclined to think they do. Um, like the seller may not know better either, you know, but I don't think they know better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's I, not I, full I, on malice, but you know, it, it's kind no. of again. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think, I mean, if you knew better, like I'm sure of any of the people listening to this podcast, and I actually, you know what? I'm going to talk directly to you right now. If you listen to this podcast are going to do something like that, would you knowingly give somebody a seedling? That's our, a freshly germinated tomato that had only come out of this, the soil probably, you know, four days ago. Would you do that? And or would you even sell it to them? Mm-hmm. You know, ask yourself that. And that's important to, to do, you know, because that's to me, the whole part of gardening is sharing. That is a huge part of having a garden is sharing with people. You know, you, I have extra tomatoes, you know, do how many gardeners do you know that sell their extra tomatoes if they got a handful? Do you, do you sell them or do you just go give, just give them to away. somebody? Yeah. You just give them away, man. You know, that's just like, I don't know. It's just, that's how I was raised. That's how I've always seen it. Like, I don't know anybody who would be like, I'm fixing to go sell me some mm-hmm. tomatoes today, yeah, son. You, you know, I got an extra pound. If you on like, you know, going to the farmer's market or setting up a little farmer's stand, that's very different than I realize very this different. plant produced a bunch more tomatoes that are ripe that I need to pull from this plant now. And you're like, yeah. tomatoes, you know, two for $3. Like, that's that's not it. Um, so I'm yeah. going to take this because, um, and this isn't, oh, sorry, I'm bending down to get 
a rubber band that's clearly a requirement for me to get uh, right now. Uh, so anywho, I'm going to tack on to that as my next item. Um, and it is starting more seedlings. And if we covered it, we covered it, but I'm gonna say it again. Remember, this is the first year that I'm growing. I don't know why I continue to talk about this disclaimer. Maybe it's because of all of the kale that I've killed. This is the first time I'm growing seedlings indoors. Um, and I had plans in my mind about kind of approximately how many of each I was going to grow. But I have something to say, but I'll wait. Yeah, I, I can see it in your face. Uh, but <laughs> um, kind of earlier on, I I mean, I was just looking when you saw me counting, my mouth was moving. I was counting on this video that I have about the eggplant progress. I have like a dozen eggplants, you know, starter plants here that I've two different varieties. So maybe half and half, but I would never plant 12 eggplants, you know, and I started mm -hmm. in part there starting them because you don't know how many are going to make it. But I also use this as a opportunity to start more seedlings for the purpose of, I know there are going to be other people that want to garden that may not, again, have access to get out to your big depot, your home, big depot, your, your big box store, your home depot, your Lowe's and so on to pick up the transplants because they're going to be in stores, I believe, right? I've already seen some in stores, but it kind of goes back. Do they, are they safer coming to my front porch, you know, and picking them up, yeah. you know, maybe, right? Um, so well, they're the, definitely the going is, into the stores. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've seen them too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the reality is, um, while I really don't want to be in a position where I waste these, it was just a seed. It's some seed, the seed, the starting mix, obviously water and light. So there is some investment, but it's minuscule, all things considered. And my hope is that I am able to, um, you know, share in some of these things I've started cause I'm not going to plant all of them. And that's just eggplant. Cause I had a quick reference. I, I only have so much room for tomato plants, right? Only because of the squirrels. Right. My garden probably would be full of tomato plants if not for the squirrels. But I started a gang of tomatoes with the idea of there are gonna be other people that want to plant tomato plants, right? And it'd be my pleasure in this time to be able to share in that. Now, five years from now, oh, when yeah. things are normal, you know, I'm gonna basically have my little stand and I'll be selling real transplants, you know, as an additional source of income, but that's not that's not now, you know? That's not no, my plan or my need, right? And I don't see a problem if you're selling transplants that are like fully blown, yeah. ready to go, like, there we go. You know, I, I, I support that. Mm -hmm. But what I was going to say um, <laughs> is, you know, after uh, Backyard Gardens documentary comes out, mm -hmm. in hopefully 2021 in the spring, um, 2022, <laughs> a woman in an urban garden in a busy city found with a bunch of dead kale plants. Who did it? <laughs> and how did she do it? Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> So we won't, make you, listen, we won't make you go back to listen to the last garden update. But if you've listened to previous, like I've, everything is going really well. It's still in the early stages. I literally started seeds for the, um, the first seeds a month and a half ago, based on when this is going to air. Um, and so I know that there's still hurdles, but the thing that's consistently failed are my kale plants. Um, so, you know, I'm a kale killer. Right, you know. Hey, at least you're consistent. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, that's that's a thing. 
So I've also convinced myself, well, clearly I'll save this space for something else to start inside because I'm going to go ahead and start kale outside. Maybe it's just better that way. Um, But yeah, I'm not I'm going to move on to something else for spring, but I'm not going to give up on, you know, starting kale plants indoors. There's just something I'm doing wrong at first. I do know I was over watering when we were talking about that, but there's something else I'm still doing wrong with that particular uh, veggie. But yeah, yeah. Well, I got an idea. I got I got an idea. Why don't we give our um, wonderful listeners some tips to help them adjust their garden's needs? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you give them one? Oh, I was just... Why don't you kick it off? Listen, I came up with the idea. Yeah, you gotta go. Now. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my first tip would be... Um, especially if... I'm going to say specifically to people that are starting a garden new. Like, this is your first garden make sure it's something you really enjoy to eat, right? So don't grow tomato plants because, you know, most people grow tomato plants unless you really enjoy eating tomatoes. Um, Because if you even fold in brand new, there may be some nervousness about gardening, this whole environment, which creates tension. You don't want this thing to not be enjoyable because you basically end up getting one cucumber and you could really take or leave cucumbers, you know. So if you really enjoy eggplants and you're the Chicagoland area, clearly I'll have at least a plant for you. Uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> pick one, the, whatever veggies you're growing, whatever herbs you're growing, pick something that you really enjoy eating. And um, that'll be a great way to supplement your meals, but also a great way to enjoy and then potentially expand your garden. So that's my tip. That. I mean, that's, I think that's invaluable too, is, you know, cause there's a lot of people that are starting for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helpful. Um, my tip would be to, um, plan ahead and go for a fall garden, mm-hmm. like really go for a fall garden and make it something that you can grow because fall vegetables fit better into like a square foot gardening plan or something you can get a lot in there but there's a way to do it where you can you know if you if you wanted to start your seeds like you have time to start your seeds inside and get them ready for your fall garden and that's that's huge and it can really be um it'll extend your gardening season and it'll make you more productive and i'm gonna give you a place to go to get those um what am I, what am I trying to say? Like a planning guide. Yeah. yeah which, cause go to, go ahead. I was just going to say, because fall is just a, a period of time. Right. But he's going to start yeah. talking about specifically veggies that are better suited for growing in the fall. Right. Right. So you're talking lettuce, mm-hmm. kales, broccoli, cauliflower, all of your greens, all of your salad stuff, all of, you know, your, was it crucifix? Yeah. Vegetables. Yeah. Crucifix right, vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Brussels sprouts, um, carrots, radishes, parsnips, like all these things you can plan out peas. Um, but if you go and you get on Google and you look up, you know, let's say you live in South Dakota, you look up South Dakota extension service. If you go there, these States have these services, these, um, organizations that will specifically tell you when to start your seeds inside to transplant what, when, and where, Mm -hmm. and then just work with that. And, um, that will help you produce longer into the year. Yeah. And the note is, so using Illinois as an example, 
I would not start tomato plants for a fall garden just based on the needs, the length of the time tomato plants need to uh, mature and to produce fruit, uh, the kind of heat that tomato plants love. So it's really kind of how much time you have left in the season and how, what the weather is uh, that kind of dictate your fall garden plans. And the resource right. that Ben and mentioned is so key because they're going to help guide you through that, right? You know, and they're for your state. They yeah. don't get their information from anywhere else but your mm-hmm. state, mm-hmm. and they even break it down in different regions in your state mm-hmm. generally. Yeah, and that's actually um, one of the things that I changed this year too. Is um, my fall garden is going to be a full-on fall garden? There is going to I'm going to start seeds, a crazy, insane amount of seeds. Because they all are so small. All the plants are so small and they can fit so much in a space. Mm -hmm. So I'm really going deep on this fall garden thing. Um, We'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. But um, that's really my plan. You know, and if I only get a quarter of what I have planned out, it's still more than I do every year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because my fall garden is always an afterthought to me. It's always been an afterthought. Oh, let me throw throw a couple plants in. But this year it's going to be, let me throw everything in so and you also talked about earlier and this is probably the first time we've covered this where um in relation to COVID 19 in particular you're doing things this year that will make you um a better gardener or put you in a better place for next year's garden right um and we'll be here next year we'll still be gardening um and while you know there's some things that are successes in your garden many things there are other things that aren't you're also gaining experience when it comes to what you may want to do next year, you know? So yeah. um, I think that when we kind of talk about these adjustments, these aren't adjustments we're making to our gardens just because of the pandemic, but the pandemic kind of drove us to this place um, yeah. faster maybe even. Uh, so, so yeah. Is it? Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's not like it was like, oh, well, the pandemic's coming, so everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. It's really been like a tweaking. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, let me do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, you know, it might come off as really dramatic, mm-hmm. but in all reality, it's just been kind of an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. And the fall garden, for me, it was already going to happen, but now it's really going to happen. Yeah. So Yeah, good for you. It's a good tip because it also gives people it is some good time. good for me. <laughs> good good for you and your family and for all of the listeners it also gives people time to not feel like it's you're not saying just do a fall garden but you are saying put your energy into a fall garden it gives people time to kind of get up to speed especially if they're super new to it right not under yeah. the pressure of i have to grow right this moment right you know no. so you so have yeah. time you mm-hmm. have months to figure it out yeah yeah really good tip do you want to give one more um, I'm going on an even number today. Okay. Well, even as in one for me, one for you, or even as in one is odd and two is even. <laughs> Wait, which time out? One is odd. Yeah, one is an odd. Yeah, number. one is always one is an odd number and two is an even number. Yeah. So we've given each Bef- one a we each give it a four is tip. an even number. Okay. So one and one equals two. That's even. If I give yeah. one and you give one individually, that's odd. So. I'm going to give another tip and let you figure out how many more we're going to go. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. One more each. How's that? <laughs> Sorry for the math this is where, lesson, everybody. Because no, he makes up the rules midstream, right? You know? And on, wait, on my go, he's like, well, yeah, we're going to do five more tips, right? Um, 15 more go. 
So I'm going to say the next tip um, is I'm going to say start small, right? You know, so I've said this before, but in light of this moment, while we want you to grow all of the things I always do, we want to make sure that this is manageable. We want to make sure that you're not doing something where it's so big, where it's going to, again, drive you out into these elements that you may not, that you're trying to avoid, right? You know, so if you have a, you know, 100 foot lot, unless you really are all in, don't use a hundred feet of that for your garden, right? Um, So start with what you feel like you can really commit to, knowing where you are now with everything, whether your everyday activities through these next months. Um, Because again, at this point, there are not a lot of people out here looking to kind of throw money in the air. Um, I'm surely not Mm -mm. one of them. So you want to make sure the investment... Although it could be small, because Ben gave us an example of in the last episode about how you can spend very little to start a garden. Um, you want to make it worth your while. So small could mean a handful of containers, um, you know, handful meaning two or three or four containers. Small could mean, you know, a four by foot, four foot space. Um, that's my recommendation to you more so than a tip, maybe. Um, yeah. Only problem I have with that, Batavia is excuse me you've been sitting here talking about how you're going bigger and now you're telling everybody to go small this is what i'm doing and you asked for tips for the viewers so right it's do what i are, say not what i do oh uh-huh. you're like no. my mom yeah 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 no in all seriousness sorry mama <laughs> i love you <laughs> and that's a compliment then right you know so um in all seriousness that's really targeted to the newest gardener um yeah. so yeah if i mean you, nobody would cut their garden in half yeah yeah exactly exactly like exactly. oh things are going crazy i'm gonna cut mm-hmm, it in half. Mm-hmm. but no it it is important too because you know if you focus on just a couple things mm-hmm. Man, you get so much more. And it's and you know what though? You can even apply that with the different varieties of crops you grow in your garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you don't go buck wild and have like, you know, I got four different types of carrots and three different zucchinis and like all this stuff, like even though she's talking about space, I'm talking about varieties, it's still easier mm-hmm. to manage yeah, at that point yeah. because you have less pests and stuff like that. So um yeah, I, I think um that's a good way to look at it. Because my next one is um, grow to preserve. Mm-hmm. Darn it. You, that, to... That's a total setup. You said we were going to do two each because you knew you were going to end on the stellar tip. Every <laughs> every week I fall for this nonsense. You right, would think ahead. she learns no, no, if, no. if you guys don't know Batavia is like, stubborn. So. It's like the Groundhog's Day. Remember the movie with Bill Murray? It's like every morning the alarm clock goes off at like 6.03 and here I am falling for another one. Oh, of I watched Ben's that movie tricks. last night, actually. It's so funny. Yeah. I love it. So actually, before I get into my tip, you know that movie um, when they wrote it, it was supposed to be 10,000 years that he was in that loop. Oh, no, really? And I think it was 100 years he was in that loop is what they ended on. I don't, rem- I don't remember that. If you put it that. into perspective. Oh, okay, okay. I got you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, huge Bill Murray fan, just so everybody in the world knows. Complete other tangent. What about Bob? It's actually my favorite Bill Murray movie. It, see, you know what? Nope. I'm diehard Ghostbusters, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Diehard. Yeah, I get it. And I got a five-year-old. We watched it on repeat. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, yeah. 
And then, okay, before I get to my tip, now you got me started. Here we go. Have you seen the documentary about Bill Murray? No, I haven't. Googling There's it. There's a documentary on, um, it's either, Am- it's on one of the major streaming services about Bill Murray being in random places because he's got I've a big thing this. of like just showing up. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. I've heard about this. So, and they, they like talk about the myth of it and it's awesome. Love that check guy. Check it out. When yeah. I'm not gardening, I'll so, check it out. You damn right. <laughs> but um, no, growing to preserve. So, you know, for me, I'm growing. I have eight tomato plants in my garden right mm-hmm. now, which is crazy because mm-hmm. I don't even like tomatoes that much. <laughs> but um, we grow them so we can make tomato sauce, stewed yeah. tomatoes and all that stuff. And that's um you know that's important too because it's like you know how much are you really going to grow and what are you going to do with it all well this year i mean i already wanted to can more because you know we make pizza every week and being able to crack open your own sauce is like this clutch mm-hmm. you know and, we're, and like in the winter time we always are using a can of tomatoes so just being able to have that you know and know how to utilize these things like peppers can be frozen mm-hmm. onions can be frozen if not kept fresh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know herbs can be frozen in ice cubes with a little bit of oil in them you know so you know um, zucchini can be frozen and use you can shred it freeze it and use it in zucchini bread um, corn can be frozen if you choose so um, green beans frozen or canned um, strawberries frozen you know, it, and the list goes on and on and on. So that's really what, you know, what we're trying to do this year. And we, and we always try to grow to can, but this year we're really trying to grow. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good tip for people too, is embrace the preserving method and take your gardening to, to the, to another level. Even if you're just freezing something, yeah, just freeze a couple bags. So, um, there is a, um, a person on my YouTube channel who commented on my uh, something a video from my last year's garden and she asked if I um preserve and so clearly she has a bug in my house as well you know and now that I'm trying to remember I remember seeing it and saying oh I was going to reply I want to make sure I reply I'll definitely reply before this episode airs but anywho like Bata- it's Batavia is part of the tinfoil hat club just so y'all know <laughs> listening devices are everywhere um which kind of goes there's a little bit of that with what about bob but um so that's exactly my answer in my head that i formulated that i may or may not have typed to her was not that much but i'm definitely looking to do more of it you know as i come into this year Um, i am going to put an asterisk around all of these i don't necessarily believe these are all you know for the same gardener so if no. you've never preserved before if you're if you're willing to take that chance this year absolutely do it right um it was much easier than i had thought it had been i was like so nervous about preserving for so many years finally did it last year and it, i mean it's work but it was it wasn't as hard as i thought it was going to be um so I, my theme is always i'm always coming back on back and back around to want to make sure that this isn't the hardest thing for you because i don't want to kind of scare you off you right I want to I want you to become a gardener for life that's no I don't care what you want Ben this is what I want no 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 I want everybody to preserve something this year be it dry and herb see 
your, your listening device is not working. So it's not. If you would have let wait, me I'm finish. Wait, I'm not finished. You can't no, cut me off, wait, sister. You just cut okay, me off. So, all, right, all right. So all of these things. May not, no, you cut me off. No, you cut me off. So um, all of these things may not be for everyone. So preserving from a canning perspective is more complex and cumbersome, if you will, like many more steps than there. I mean, that's not the only way to preserve though. Like you said, and I was glad you left, um, gave off that list. You see how you cut me off and you, you cut me off before I got to the point where I was giving you props. You see how that worked? Um, you gave yeah. them different things, veggies and ways they could be preserved. It's really helpful, right? Freezing is absolutely a way to preserve things. Like let's talk about spices. A lot of us like to use spices with our food. There are a bunch of things that you can preserve by just hanging them up in a dark space, right? Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I think it's take what you believe you can use, right? And leave the rest as a saying, right? And that applies to many places in life and it applies to our podcast. So we want you to take all of the podcast though, like all of it, like don't leave any of it no. behind, but yeah, don't leave them any behind, but I mean, sir, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. like cut up something and freeze it, Yeah, you know, cut up some peppers and stick it in a Ziploc bag and freeze it and mm-hmm. eat it a week later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just let it or get eat into it a that month habit. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just get into that mind space mm-hmm. because, okay, here we go. You ready? <sighs> so you rant, go to the store. Wait, rant on? Is this a rant or are you setting the rant. stage? Okay. All right. Miniature rant. Miniature rant. So you go to the store and you buy a, fro- a bag of frozen bell peppers and onions, but people grow bell peppers and they won't freeze them. And it's the same damn thing as if you go to the store and you buy the bag of bell peppers and onions that are already frozen. It's just sliced and frozen by somebody else. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to not do it, to not even attempt it. Right. So it's so um, mini rant over that really good job at making that mini. Um, I'm an explainist. I think that's a kind of a term like, no, it's apologist is the term. So it's convenience. No, it's, you're un, uh, you're unapologetic. No, now. in this moment, I was unapologetic oh. about apologizing about gardening, right? Uh, so, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, anyway. So um, it's convenience, right? You know, so no different than then you have um, many baby carrots, Right. You could easily get a regular full size carrot and cut it up. I mean, there's a whole section in the grocery store that has cut up fruit. Come on, Ben. You've seen this, you know. Um, so I don't partake. I totally get why some people would um, buy bagged bell peppers that are cut up. Um, but and I totally agree with you. If you're growing them this year cut some up and put them in your freezer. You know, if, if you've ever yeah. bought bell peppers that are frozen before, for sure do it. If you ever had anything that's not had fresh, um, or they dice or sliced bell peppers, absolutely do it. Um, you'll find a way to use them, I guess is the point. Um, and yeah, I do want to add one note, um, and let us know if you have questions around this, because it took me a couple of years to kind of get this figured out. I felt like I was challenged with how many plants to grow that would make it worthwhile for preserving, you know, especially for canning. Right. You know, so, um, is that's a loaded, that's a loaded topic. And we're already over an hour in. So, but I mean, I'm ready no, to go. We're not going to crack that open yeah, right now. Yeah. So that's why I said, if, you all have, yeah, if you have questions, you know, if you're wondering, uh, you know, one bean plant, 
and going to get a whole lot for you to preserve. Right. Um, so, so just keep that in mind as well. Um, but also be cool with like kind of, especially for freezing, freezing stuff as it comes along. Right. You don't have to have some big, you know, Pinterest or Instagram worthy picture of like the mounds of a harvest. Right. Get it in and go ahead and preserve it, man. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I I mean, if you want to see proof of that, you come check out my Instagram in a month and I do not have those big mounds that people put on Mm -hmm. that are so beautiful. I am very real about Mm -hmm. what I get out of my garden. Those are really beautiful. It's real. It's real. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I don't, you know. It's and that's the key behind preserving mm-hmm. is preserve as you go. Yeah, yeah. You're only making a bag at a time, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're growing green beans, that might be a different story, mm-hmm, but we can have that talk later. Yeah, I know. But um, no, I, I I concur. And I I actually I want to throw one more tip out. Go plant a permanent herb garden for yourself. Batavia just shakes her head in disgust with me. I haven't got my I, I haven't really got my head around why I'm not pro start out with an herb garden like you are. I haven't figured it out, but something there's something that just just doesn't connect with me for that. So what's because a permanent you, herb garden in Chicago? One that, uh, in Chicago. No, well, it's a space that you grow herbs. You let them go to seed. The seeds fall. They re-sow themselves mm-hmm, the next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they just keep coming back. You know, and it's just a space that's always going to be herbs. That's Virtual what it is. Virtual high it's, five. Boom. So I went from a head shake to a high five. Yeah, Look at there, people. Yeah. You, you, had to set this, you had to set the scene for me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that being said, oh, yeah, we're deep. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody. Get your notepads out. Get your pencil sharp. Mm-hmm. Batavia is on point and she's got a recipe for you. All right. Simple is as simple does. So remember, we like to do these recipes with what's kind of seasonal. So I'm going to give you a recipe for something I had this week from my garden in part, which is pretty cool. Um, So remember when I said, oh, we'll come back to the arugula. We're back to the arugula. So I did a combination simple salad, but also has a homemade dressing. So everything that you're making from this is going to be air quote homemade. Um, So I grabbed some arugula, a bunch full. So that's a handful. I grabbed some spinach. Remember that spinach that accidentally overwintered? winning. So I grabbed that. That's going to be the base of my salad. Um, I'm just going to use, I didn't use it, but I'd recommend it if you've grown them because I didn't have any radishes, which add a bit of zing to the salad. So really this is kind of a leafy green salad that kind of stars radishes, if you will. Um, I do for your radishes, slicing them very thinly um, because that zing or peppery taste that they normally have, you don't want that to be overpowering. Um, I'm going to do a simple dressing and Chef James, did I get that right? Chef James Berry. Yeah. Chef, Chef James Berry talked about kind of making homemade salads or salad dressings um, a couple of weeks back on an episode. So I'm going to use uh, Dijon mustard, uh, which is almost like what? No calories. Right. <laughs> I'm going to use about maybe a teaspoon of that. If you double it, I would go with two teaspoons of Dijon mustard. Uh, maybe four tablespoons. So this is going to be for more than one serving, but four tablespoons of olive oil dressing um, and then salt and pepper to taste, right? So you're going to whisk that together, a fork, 
um, it's just fine for you to whisk it to whisk it together. You can plate your leafy greens, lay your uh, radishes on top, and then drizzle the dressing. Whatever you have left, put it in an airtight container, dump it in the refrigerator, and by dump I mean carefully place it, um, and then you'll have dressing for the next beautiful salad you're making. I got a question. Yeah. So the way my mind works, which as everybody knows, if they listen to the last garden update can be different. Don't spit your coffee all over the camera. <laughs> it was a really um, close call. Do you do sesame oil? I do not do sesame oil, but quick note, I forgot lemon juice. That was the missing component for that dressing. Uh, yeah. So mustard, olive oil, something citrusy, which is the lemon juice. Forgive me, guys. I wonder if it'd be good with sesame oil. I'm going to try it out. You can use, I think, any oil. Um, grapeseed oil probably would be fine, too. Avocado too oil. expensive. Yeah, uh, too yeah. expensive. So whatever is in your cabinet, how about that? I wouldn't use anything yeah. like vegetable oil. You know, you definitely want Hell a lighter. No. Yeah, you want a lighter oil, right? Um, That's some old country cooking stuff right there. I that use vegetable, vegetable oil, oil but not for salad dressing. I don't use vegetable oil. That shit clogs mm-hmm. your arteries mm-hmm. quick. Listen now, you know I'm a country <laughs> gal. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that sounds. I, you know, radishes, though, I want a different recipe with radishes where they're not in a salad. I have I one it. for, um, which, you know, I'm going to save it for my next, plainly put, roast radishes. Roast That's them. That's not fair. You yeah. can't have them in the bank. That's not fair. You're already. I know, I know, right? That's prepared. a teaser. That's a teaser. Yeah. I actually was going to go over roasted radishes today, but, you know, I, I really would prefer to do it with a uh, more complex meal because I know you like complex recipes. That's the thing you're known for. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally false. Yeah, and there's, um, you know, if you guys like our recipes and stuff, you just stay tuned. We're going to have a big announcement for you yeah. soon. But um, yeah, it's, you know, radishes are just this thing that I can't I'm not get totally on board with. Mm-hmm. I grow them, but I get mm-hmm. tired of eating them mm-hmm. quick. Cause I have juiced them before, though. They're um, prolific, man. If you get them to grow, you know, so. 21 days. I've had some. I well, spilled some in my garden. Oh, you spilled I spilled some, some <laughs> seeds in my garden. Uh-huh. And they're just everywhere yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing, but there's plenty of space now, so I'm just letting them grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and if you guys, um, I, I, I keep saving this for the end of the podcast. Um the last video or one of the last videos that I have come out is how to make the easiest garden you can ever make ever. I explained it verbally and now I'm showing you visually. So, um, so easy. It's so effective. It's my favorite backyard gardener video production. Like it's, it's my favorite. So just for what that's, if, if you're less concerned about being in his opinion and you're more concerned listeners about, you know, mine, then I am. Which is like 90% of everybody. (laughs) Or in my mind, that's what it is, right? I am approving this video. It is probably overall one of my favorite tips that you've given too. So remember, I I really listened to all of these episodes. So I have copious notes on the things you say and when you say them. So I know you do. It's scary. (laughs) At least when I die, you can have my memoir. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But no, it's, uh, it's, you know, my stance on gardening is it doesn't have to be expensive mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be extravagant. It just has to be functional. Yeah. So, um, lots of big words for me, um, extravagant mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about this coronavirus? And because we've tried really hard 
not to be those clickbaity people mm-hmm. who are, you know, all we talk about is the coronavirus and it is prevalent in our life and it's going to continue to be here. But this subject really, you know, we felt like it warranted a conversation mm-hmm. about it. But um, we don't want to keep making, in particular, coronavirus videos because, or damn, podcasts. Mm-hmm. But because this is going on in our lives, everything that we talk about from here on out essentially can be applied to this whole pandemic before, during, mm-hmm. and after. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Um, do you have anything else to say about this particular subject, about changes in your garden or anything? I do have, um, and we can talk about this later in the season as it goes on. I did jump I out it. and do... Um, really created like more container gardening so i have i don't know we haven't talked about this in a while like what is it 438 beds garden beds 522 this week so i have 522 garden beds you know on my property and um i still felt like there were spaces where i didn't have a full garden bed and i had a bunch of containers over the years i've collected i did buy a few new ones um but i thought again taking advantage of the space that I have and growing in the space that makes sense to grow in. So that was one more addition that I had as far as um, I I didn't really plan on stepping out. I was going to grow some things in containers, but not as much as I plan on growing in containers. So that's what I got. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to add space, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, add quick space. And really you can overwinter some stuff too. You could hook up a grow light and continue going. You're in my uh, head. <laughs> am I? I knew it. I knew it. It's too hot for me to do container. It's too much of a pain. I want to. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's how I start. That's one of the big ways I started out. But um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think I'm kind of tapped out on it um, personally. It, it was kind of stressful like at first just kind of having a plan and then really feeling the need to adjust that plan was very stressful to me. And um, I'm glad I adjusted the plan. Um, I don't know how it's going to work out yet. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem I have. Can I take your last comment on it? Can I give what your last sure. comment should be? <laughs> so we talked about this and we were going to cover it, um, but somehow it, it got lost in the storm here. And um, it's just the idea of this this year's garden feels more high stakes. You know? Um, yeah. I think the whole show kind of, talked about that mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. you know it does feel more high stakes um and at first it was weird because i thought it was about you know doing the youtube videos mm-hmm. and the podcast and the instagram and everything and i don't think that's what it was because when i do that stuff i don't really have that pressure on yeah, me yeah you know because it you know it is what is it is like i go in some of these gardening groups and people and i'm sure a lot of our listeners listeners have massive gardens and i feel like mine is not really all that big Mm. i get a lot out of it and i'm happy with what i get out of it but um it doesn't really affect me at all because it just it didn't really do anything for me to be like oh i need more because of this but when this happened then i kind of i had that need but i kind of struggled with that at first yeah. And, so, um, but also high stakes and you're living proof of it when it comes to, you know, the folks that have contacted us. Right. You know, so the co- folks that have contacted us and asked for ask questions, ask for pointers and such like that's also a part of when I talk about, you know, it's this year in general is more high stakes. Right. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm glad to help people mm-hmm. out, man. I, I think it's I think it's so cool mm-hmm. that either because of the pandemic they're starting, or maybe they just had a plan already to start yeah. it. But I think it's so cool that so many people are just really interested in starting a garden, and um, the Victory Garden in particular. You know, you take back. You know, all the farmers are throwing out their food and stuff like that, and you can be a part of that by you know helping people out if i mean you know that guy threw out all his squash and zucchini i mean hell if you know as much as i do if you get squash and zucchini you're gonna get a lot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're gonna be i mean you couldn't you can't even sell that crap people just (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like you go to the store and that's why i don't grow um yellow squashes because it's 25 cents at the store a pound why should I grow it, you know, and deal with the vine borers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the squash borers or whatever they're called and the powdery mildew and crying? Just go buy it at the store for 25 cents. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking a different story. Yeah. And I don't like yellow squash that much either. I get tired of cooking it. There's not so many ways. So that being said, I hope personally that everybody is safe, everybody is happy, and everybody is look under your fingernails and if there's not any dirt under them then you need to get out there and you need to dig in that garden that's all i got to say you got to have potatoes under them nails so um but no thank you for listening thank you guys for all the support and um you know our hearts go out to everybody all over the world that's suffering through this and um you know just be safe we're here do you have well we're here and we're not going anywhere We're just getting started on this gardening talk yeah. business. So um, do you have anything you want to say, Otavia? Um, I concur with all that you said. Um, and I also just want to ask a favor because um, we've we've gotten some feedback over the last couple of weeks that have just brought us true joy. So if you feel so inclined, if you listen and you think, you know, you wanted to say something out loud to us. Come across our Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, you know, it doesn't even matter if it's not on the topic that we were covering on those platforms. Let us know you heard us on the podcast and you, you have uh, something to share with us. It's it really does brighten our garden day. So I thank you to those that have already done that. Um, and I welcome more of that feedback. Um, so, Somebody yeah. made Batavia cry. Yeah, well, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, twice even because when I first heard about oh, really? it, I cried, and then when you brought it oh, up again, the yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we appreciate it's a beautiful you all. Thing. Yep. Yep. So to close out the episode, I've been saving this the whole time. You ready? Ready. <sighs> that was the last of my soda. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. You can find us at Backyard Gardens the Movie on Facebook and Backyard Gardener on Instagram. And YouTube is Backyard Gardener where I'm doing videos showing cooking and building gardens and gardening tips, all kinds of good stuff. And you can find Batavia at... You'll find me on Instagram at B underscore Better Garden. And then you'll find me on Facebook, same name. And then I'm also over on YouTube at Be Better Garden. I am sharing hashtag garden joy every chance I get. I hope you enjoy. So if you have any questions, hit us up on all of our platforms anywhere you want. And we will be more than happy to help you with what you can. And again, thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. 
All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 